Hey gang, thanks for listening to HR Party of One. A quick heads up, obviously you can't see me on this podcast. So to actually see the video version of this episode, go to the HR Party of One page on BerniePortal.com or run a quick Google or YouTube search for HR Party of One and that should bring up our page. Your podcast app should also have a link to it in the episode description. Now let's get into the episode. The coronavirus vaccine has arrived. There have been hiccups in distribution, but as doses are distributed throughout the country, employers and HR teams need to know when they can plan to safely reopen offices and return to business as usual or close to usual. Yet thinking through this though is more difficult than it seems. So in today's episode, which is one of a two-part series, we'll discuss how HR can make informed decisions about evaluating how to return to the office during the pandemic. We'll cover how COVID-19 vaccine availability can impact your return, a useful tool that can help you make important decisions like returning to the office, and how Bernie Portal has used that tool to consider making a decision about reopening our own office during the pandemic. So let's get to it. This past December in 2020, the FDA approved emergency use for both the Pfizer and Moderna COVID-19 vaccines. And while doses are being administered throughout the country, this is gonna take some time. States have largely been responsible for vaccination rollouts. And this means that from one state to another, and sometimes one county to another, there are different rules, regulations, and requirements in place that can limit vaccine availability. Depending on your industry, this could mean that your team is up for vaccination sooner than others. And while vaccine availability is a vital step for many businesses to return to quote unquote normal, it's also one of many considerations teams need to take into account when deciding how employees can safely return to the office. Now, I'll be the first to admit that safely returning to in-person work is a tough, tough issue that we've struggled with on our own team. I can't tell you how many times we've pushed back our own return date, but at the end of this episode, I'll walk you through exactly how Bernie Portal has approached making this decision. I'll also walk you through how you can think through these considerations too, so don't miss it. In a next week's episode, we'll cover how Bernie Portal has identified potential problems that could impact our return to the office and our plan to do that. But before we dig into our own experience, I first want to introduce you to the useful system we've used in our decision-making. And it's called the Kepner-Trigo method. Created in the 1950s by management consulting firm Kepner-Trigo, so that's where it's got its name, this decision-making method has helped thousands of organizations around the world apply critical thinking tools to solve difficult problems, make the best decisions, and analyze the potential risks and opportunities present in any given situation. The company's used its system to work with some of the world's most well-known organizations like NASA, Siemens, Harley-Davidson, and Honda Motor Company. The Kepner-Trigo method includes four clear thinking processes. First, there's situation appraisal, which helps answer the question, what's going on? Then there's problem analysis which helps answer another question, what went wrong? Decision analysis is third, and that helps answer the question, what's the best alternative? And then there's potential problem and opportunity analysis, which helps answer this last question, what could go wrong? In this episode, we'll be using the third process, the decision analysis, to illustrate how we've thought about returning to the office this spring. Now, as I just mentioned, the decision analysis helps users make the best, most balanced decision when the choice between alternatives is unclear or uncertain. Once we've arrived at a tentative decision using that analysis, 
The potential problem and opportunity analysis gives us the tools to change and improve our outcomes by thinking through what might go wrong as we finalize that tentative decision. More on that in the next episode. And in fact, I could spend several episodes discussing the ins and outs of every single step in the Kepner-Trigo method. And I've even included a few resources in the episode description for your use and reference. Anytime you're making a decision that could result in unforeseen or unintended consequences, for example, if you're shifting your payroll schedule, anytime you're hosting a big event, or pretty much any topic we've covered in past HR Party of One videos, you can use Kepner Trigo to enhance your decision-making abilities. But for this episode's topic, let's talk about how it applies to Bernie Portal's own approach to reopening our office. First, Bernie Portal put together a decision analysis based on the Kepner Trigo principles to evaluate six different approaches to managing our return to working in the office. The first step was defining the question we were trying to answer. Our question was, what is the best way for Bernie Portal to manage the initial reopening of our offices before generating alternative ideas in response to that question? Kepner Trigo insists on first establishing objectives. Those objectives are to be divided into musts and wants. In other words, what objectives must an alternative meet to be viable? And what objectives do we just want it to meet? Here's the list of our musts. Phase one of Nashville's vaccine deployment is complete, and we're moving into phase two. The transition is administratively straightforward for our managers, and also for HR, recognizes our team has a diverse array of viewpoints and positions on vaccination and returning to the office recognizes that our clients have a diverse array of viewpoints and positions on vaccination and returning to the office. And our HR team won't be responsible for enforcing safety precautions and adheres to our guiding principle of mutual respect. Now, here are our wants. Recognizes that some people are eager to return to the office and may be suffering health consequences from working in isolation at home. Ensures that people on our team have reasonable access to the vaccine. Waits until Tennessee has completed phase two of the vaccine rollout before we require employees to return. Recognizes some employees have better work from home accommodations than others. Addresses the concerns of people who are worried about COVID but also don't wanna get the vaccine. And we're able to regain some of the communication and team benefits that come with sharing the same physical space while we work. Once we had our lists of musts and wants, we weighted the wants. In other words, for an alternative to be viable, it has to satisfy all the musts but it doesn't necessarily have to satisfy any given want. And some wants can be more important than others, which is why we weight them. After this work was done, we generated alternative ideas, answering the question of how Bernie Portal could best manage the initial reopening of our offices. Creativity is encouraged at this step. Come up with as many alternatives as you can. No bad ideas. And here are the alternatives we came up with. Alternative one, everyone returns to the office after Nashville's phase one vaccine deployment finishes, without exception. Alternative two, require some team members to return once phase one is finished, but not all. And that would be based on role and tenure. Number three, make in-person work voluntary for everyone so they can come and go as they please. Alternative four, everyone returns to the office after Nashville's phase two vaccine deployment finishes. Alternative five, requiring some team members to return to the office after phase two deployment, uh, but not all, again, based on role and tenure. And finally, alternative six, once we're through phase one, allow employees to decide to identify as remote or in-person workers. But once be someone becomes an in-person worker, they can no longer work remotely. 
Finally, we compared each alternative against our must and want objectives. With respect to the musts, the alternative either met the objective or it didn't. For the wants, we gave a score from one to five for how well the alternative met the objective. Now here, you can see how each alternative scored. It should be jumping out at you that alternatives two, three, and five didn't meet some of our must objectives. And that means they're out. And there's no need to even rate them on the wants. That left us with alternatives one, four, and six, which did address all the musts. And so we rated them on the wants. For example, remember that one of our wants was to recognize that some people are eager to return to the office and could be suffering health consequences from working in isolation. We gave this one a weight of four and scored it based on every viable alternative. Now let's talk more in detail about how this works. In alternative one, when everyone returns after phase one, we assign this want a score of five. It received the highest possible score because the sooner we reopen, the sooner we can stop working remotely. Ending the isolation, that can be harmful to mental health. However, in alternative four, where everyone returns after phase two, this same want scores a one. Well, why? People have to wait longer to return to the office and may continue to suffer those adverse health effects from remote work isolation. The lower score impacts the alternative's overall score when all wants are considered. Now, as I was just talking through how we rated these alternatives on the various wants, you might have thought, I don't know about that, Ryan. Instead of a three, I think I would have given that one a four or something like that. And that's part of the benefit you get from Kepner Trigo. People can see exactly how the decision was made and have productive conversations about different components. We might still end up seeing things differently, but at least we have a framework that enhances our ability to have a productive conversation about it. Once we rated each of the viable alternatives on all the want objectives, we applied the weights and totaled the score. Turns out alternative six ended up with the highest weighted point total. But that doesn't mean we're done. This only gives us a tentative decision. Moving forward at this point without applying the potential problem or opportunity analysis is what some Kepner Trigo fans call an invitation to disaster. So how does the potential problem and opportunity analysis work? Well, we're gonna cover that next week. But for now, I encourage you to do some thinking about what your organization's objectives should be as they relate to the initial decision to reopen your own offices. Avoid getting into generating alternatives, like we could do this or we could do that. To get objectives, ask what you're trying to accomplish. Your objectives might be different than Bernie Portal's, and that's okay. Then follow the rest of this process we've discussed today to get your own tentative decision. And then we'll be ready to tackle the potential problem and opportunity analysis next time. Thanks for watching this episode. If you haven't already, here's a reminder to please subscribe to our HR Party of One channel ring the bell to receive notifications for the latest updates and new episodes. And as always, remember, your job is as strategic as you make it.